Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bow down your heads and let us pray, please. Father, we thank you this morning. We celebrate your goodness in our lives. We thank you, Father, for where you brought us from. We thank you, Father, for where you lifted us up from. And thank you for the amazing work that you've done in our lives. Thank you for how you've caused your goodness and your mercies to pursue us relentlessly everywhere we've been. And this morning, here we are to testify that the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. It's time to receive your word, O oh God. I pray that the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, spirit of revelation and understanding will be released amongst us and have his way this morning throughout the service. Let your word come forth in strength, in power, and let it accomplish the purpose for which you're sending it. Brood over us, Holy Spirit. Touch each and every one, those physically present here, and those who are watching online. We ascribe all the glory and all the honor unto you. In Jesus' mighty name. And other people of God say, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus another hand clap. And this morning, I want to share with you a simple message that I've titled The Benefits of Gratitude and Thanksgiving. The Benefits of Gratitude and Thanksgiving. Now, a benefit is an advantage. A benefit is something good. So anytime we talk about a benefit, we are talking about something that is an advantage to you. Something that is a blessing to you. May God flood your life with a lot of advantages. Amen. And may God release a lot of good things into your life. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Gratitude has to do with recognizing, acknowledging, and appreciating what has been given to you or done for you. So when we say that somebody is grateful, we are saying that the person can recognize the person is acknowledging and the person is appreciative of what you have given to him or her 
or what you have done for him or her if you've been around for some time you may have recognized that a lot of people are ungrateful and I'm sorry to say that some of us are also very ungrateful to God for all that he has done for us so we don't recognize we don't acknowledge and we don't appreciate adequately enough what God has done in our lives I've met a few ungrateful people in my short life. <laughs> the other time I was giving a beggar, I should say, some money, and he didn't take it. He looked at the money, looked at my face, and he walked away. And it really pained me because I was not under any compulsion to give him anything. But they are beggars with choice. And I could see in what played out that he did not appreciate what I was doing for him. So that is what gratitude is. And then thanksgiving is an expression of gratitude. So you do so by speech or by action. So when you are grateful and you express that gratitude that is what we call thanksgiving and so this morning i want to teach you something very important under this subject and get us to appreciate that there are good things that we reap from being grateful and being thankful to God. On Tuesday, I got a call from a friend of mine. And it was very obvious that she was not happy. And she made some very serious statements that alarmed me. She said to me that I don't think that every promise in the word of God is true. And she said, I have questions about the Bible whether one should even believe it or not and she went on and said that I think that serving God loving God giving to God supporting his work is useless now this person I'm talking about I know her to be a serious and a very committed Christian. 
And she's actually a pastor's wife. She is somebody that I can testify of that she knows the Lord. So what could bring somebody like her to make such frightening statements? She explained to me that she's been fasting and praying to God concerning her business, concerning her finances, concerning her marriage for a long time. And that the more she prays, the worse the situation becomes. Is there anybody who can relate with this lady's problem? And she said her phone got spoiled recently. And she's so broke that even money to replace the phone is a problem. And she needs it for the business that she says is not working. Now, so that was her first accusation. Her second charge against the Lord was that she has this couple friends she said these are people who love the Lord very committed to God support the work of God they had a child but strangely, after the child, the lady developed a problem that the doctors did not have a clue about. And for three years, she battled with this health situation. They prayed. They fasted had prayer chain organized for them. Gave a lot of offerings, planted a lot of seeds. The only thing that happened was that the lady died. I think she was buried last weekend. Even after she had died, the husband kept on believing that God will raise her up from the dead. That it is not possible that I have believed God to this extent and this is what is happening to me. It was only at the funeral that reality set in. And she was telling me how broken he was. They had to take him away from the service. So she said, based on these two experiences, 
How can I believe it when you tell me that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ? How can you tell me that delight yourself also in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart? That if you have faith in God, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if you do not doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things that you're saying will come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. And she quoted the scripture. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, availeth man. She says, I don't believe in it. I listened to her sympathetically. And then I asked her a question. In fact, I gave her a long lecture. But I asked her a particular question. I asked her, is there not anything to be grateful and thankful to God for? Is there not anything? I asked her, is there nothing to point to? And say that because of this and because of that, I can say that God has been good to me and I will sing of the goodness of the Lord. Her response was that, well, even the things that God does for her, it takes a lot of wahala before she gets the thing and sometimes it's like some blessing or breakthrough has come and before she can say Jack Robinson the thing has become some way so I really had to talk to her I said so many things but there's just one particular thing that I want to zero in on which is the subject of this morning's sermon the benefits of gratitude and thanksgiving so this is the background to today's sermon but it coincides perfectly well with the reason why the EEE class of 1993 is here. And Fred alluded to it that we are here today because we are grateful to God and thankful to him for where he's brought us from where he picked us from and we remember Remember when we stepped on the university campus 30 years ago. We didn't know what laid ahead of us. We were apprehensive of the future. Whether we were going to make it. Our class is the smallest class, engineering class that has ever been. 
in that university but God bonded us together in a very amazing way so we are actually the envy of other engineering classes wow to be able to do what we just did this week. So benefits of gratitude and thanksgiving. And I'm just preaching for a short time. The first thing I want to talk about gratitude and when I talk about gratitude and thanksgiving it is in relation to God. It has to do with expressing your gratitude and thanksgiving to God. But the principle applies to your relationship with other people. Who you must be grateful to and thankful to. So number one, gratitude and thanksgiving to God reveal that we see God behind every good thing in our lives. Gratitude and thanksgiving to God reveal that we see God behind every good thing in our lives. James chapter 1 verse 17 Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. If there is anything in your life that you can identify as good, that you can identify as perfect, then that thing the Bible says is a gift. Everybody say it's a gift. And it is showing us where the gift came from. It says coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes. Or cast a shifting shadow. In other words, God is dependable. God is reliable. He is not like your shadow. Because your shadow is always changing. Sometimes it is in front of you. Sometimes it is behind you. Sometimes it is beside you. God is fixed and constant in his goodness and in his graciousness. And that's why we have the song. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thine hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord unto me. So that is the God we serve. Very faithful. Very dependable. Very reliable. And the Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes from him. In John chapter 3 verse 26 to 27. 
One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to John to tell him that Jesus has started baptizing people and all men are going after him. Verse 26 of John 3. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you you identified as the Messiah, is also baptizing people. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. In other words, they were envious. And they were jealous of Jesus' success. But John replied and said something very profound to them. He said, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. Now, this is a fundamental truth that you must learn to embrace. I know that sometimes we struggle with a concept like this. Because we can immediately think of people who don't acknowledge God, who don't serve God, but they seem to be enjoying some good things in their lives. It is because God is good. And his mercies endure forever. He causes the rain to fall on both the good and the evil. He causes the sun to shine on both the good and the evil. So that is an attribute of God. According to the counsel of his own will, he sets out to be good to all kinds of people, including those who curse him. And that is why he is God. And you are you. And I am me. Because my natural tendency is to do good to those who are good to me. So God is actually working on us to be more like him. And to be gracious and loving even when the recipients do not depend and do not deserve them. Ladies and gentlemen, gratitude and thanksgiving Reveal when you are grateful to God and thankful to Him. It is a revelation of how you can see that God is behind every good thing in your life. You can see that if there's something good, something great, something blessing, you recognize that it is not me. It's not because of how good I am. It's not because of how loving I am. It's not because of how perfect I am. It is actually because of the goodness of the Lord. Can I have an amen from somebody? And we can see 
through the good things that he deposits into our lives we can feel his presence we can see his care we can appreciate his timing and one of the benefits of gratitude and thanksgiving is that it is a revelation that you can actually see that God is behind everything number two gratitude and thanksgiving to God glorify him gratitude and thanksgiving to God glorify God 2 Corinthians 4.15 it says all of this is for your benefit and as God's grace reaches more and more people there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory notice the last part of this verse it says there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory so God being glorified is being connected to thanksgiving. When we are grateful to God and we are thankful to him it results in God being glorified. And if there's one thing that God wants from us it is to glorify him. Because to glorify God is to give him glory. It is to exalt him. It's to celebrate his goodness. It is to bless his name. And when we are grateful to God and thankful to him, it means we are ascribing the glory to him and not to ourselves. That's why there's a song we used to sing all the glory must be to the Lord. Only He is worthy of our praise. Let no one on earth receive glory to Himself. For all the glory must be to the Lord. And that's what it must be. The glory must go to God. And when the glory goes to God, we receive benefit from it. And through our gratitude, through our thanksgiving to God, we give him glory. And the fascinating thing is that as we acknowledge God and give him glory for every good thing and every blessing in our lives, it pleases him. And the net result is that he releases more of his blessings and more of his favor Amen. into our lives. Can I have an Amen from somebody. Amen. Number three. Gratitude and thanksgiving to God help us to stay in the will of God for our lives. Gratitude and thanksgiving to God help us stay in the will of God for our lives. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 
It says, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. How many belong to Christ Jesus present in the house today? Then this instruction is to you. Be thankful in all circumstances. And what does all mean? All means all, everything. In all circumstances, be thankful to God. Good circumstances, bad circumstances, good experiences, bad experiences. When you have money in your pocket, when you are as broke as a church mouse, it's just that the mice in the church, I hear they are not as broke as they used to be some time ago. Wow. It's like good experience, bad experience, good things are happening to you, bad things are happening to you. The Bible says we should be thankful in all circumstances. Why? It says for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. The best place for you and I to be is in the will of God. And that is one of the things we struggle with. To accept the will of God. Embrace the will of God for our lives. Or even to know and understand what his will is. But ladies and gentlemen, the best thing for you and I is to be in the will of God. And sometimes we struggle to know what his will is. But thankfully, there are some things that are spelled out crystal clear in the word of God, showing us what the will of God is. One of them is that the will of God is that all men must be saved. So that is clear. There's no dispute about it. And right here in this verse, we see another revelation of what the will of God is. Which is to be thankful in all circumstances. Which means to be thankful. And so when we are grateful to God. And we are thankful to him. It actually means that we are operating under the covering of his will for us. And that is the best place for us to be. Just as the best place for a fish to be is in the what? In the water. That's the safest place for it. And when we are grateful to God and we are thankful to him, it actually helps us to stay in the will of God for our lives. Hallelujah. Number four. Gratitude and thanksgiving to God result in the peace of God flooding our hearts. Gratitude and thanksgiving to God result in the peace of God flooding our hearts. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 don't worry about anything tell the person sitting by you you like worrying too much tell the person begin to show on your face have you seen that your face is looking 
some way. Oh, tell the person sitting by you, la. Why are you afraid of your neighbor? Tell the person that I told you to tell him. Because some of us worry too much. So anytime we see you, your face is looking I don't know the English word for it's monyon. Mm. Hey, they can add it to the dictionary. Papa. It's a borrowed word. Now the right to create any new. Yes, yeah. You're walking. You're talking. You are the very epitome of worry and confusion. <laughs> Every time a look of worry, a look of this, I tell your neighbor again, don't worry, be happy. Ariel, I think you can relate with this, right? You taught us a lot about that. So the Bible says, don't worry about anything. And by the way, worry doesn't change anything. Have you ever been able to solve a problem by worrying about it before? <laughs> Have you grown an inch taller because you were worried that you were too short? <laughs> it doesn't work. So there's no point in worrying. Tell another person, I said, don't worry, be happy. It says, tell God what you need. And Thank him for all he has done. What must you do? Thank him for all he has done. Verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace. So notice that it says at the tail end of the first part. That thank God. And then he goes on to say then. Which means that it is connecting what is about to be said to what was said previously. And ladies and gentlemen, when you are thankful to God and you are grateful to him, one of the blessings you experience is the peace of God. The Bible says that peace exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is something that being grateful and thankful to God can do for you. Because your lamentations, your complaints, your nagging, your whining, your mourning, all of that is because you have allowed your challenges and your issues to weigh down heavily on you. And so you are not happy. You can't enjoy anything in your life. Every time you are singing more Brawa songs, may the Lord change the song Amen. that you sing. Instead of songs of mourning, may you sing songs of rejoicing. Instead of testimonies of defeat, may you celebrate the goodness of God Amen. in your life. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. And so my friend who was 
talking about not believing in the Bible and all of those things. That really is the reason why I asked them, is there nothing to be grateful and thankful to God? And my friend, as for the problems, eh? they are there. Plenty. As long as we remain in this body and remain in this imperfect and sometimes cruel world, there are things we'll contend with. There are things we'll battle with. There are things we will wrestle with. But when all is said and done, there is so much to be thankful and grateful to God for. May we learn to give glory to Him for the good things in our lives. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. How many do you have? Four. My time is up. Number five, gratitude and thanksgiving to God will draw us closer to him. Gratitude and thanksgiving to God will draw us closer to him. And Fred quoted the scripture or made reference to it in Luke 17 verse 11 to 19. So it gave me a confirmation that this is something that I needed to talk about. The Bible says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he read the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said go show yourselves to the priest so notice that he didn't pray for them he didn't lay hands on them he didn't shout out to the uh, demon of leprosy take it one take it two I received. take it three I received. there was nothing like that he said go and show yourself that's all no 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 that's all he said. No, no. And Bible says, and as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. But then something very intriguing happened. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. That means he was a foreigner. He was not part of the commonwealth of Israel. He was not somebody who was respected. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? and Jesus said to the man stand up and go your faith has healed you clap for Jesus somebody I'll end here and possibly continue next week but 10 lepers and leprosy in their time was a very terrible disease when you discover that you have leprosy you have to inform 
your people and it's not a sickness that you can hide because it eats away at your flesh sometimes your nose can just disappear look into your neighbor's face and imagine that your neighbor doesn't have a nose so that thing is not there so the only thing you see are the holes tell your neighbor if that were to happen to you it wouldn't be nice at all <laughs> you have to leave your family. And what will happen what usually happen in those are you, you'll be banished to a leper's colony. Which is a, it's a settlement on the outskirts of the, of the town. Of the you leave your wife you leave your children you leave your business nobody wants to interact with you and if for any reason you have to come into town for anything you have to announce your presence with a shout it's not a shout of glory to the Lord it's a shout of make way I am unclean make way for me I am unclean and hurriedly everybody will make way for you So that was a way of getting through the traffic. There were 10 of men. 10 of them. They saw Jesus. And I presume that they had heard about him and the amazing miracles that he was performing. From a distance, they shouted out him. Son of David, have mercy. David, Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And I'm saying again to you that Jesus did not pray for them. And that's why you mustn't limit God. Don't, don't create stereotypes for God. I keep saying to you that we must be open to whatever God wants to do by whatever means He wants to carry it out. As you are sitting in this service, there is healing taking place. There is deliverance taking place. Yes, you did not hear any demon scream. Ah! But for your information, a lot of the demons, when they are coming, they don't come with a scream. So what makes you think that every time they are going out, they must be screaming? We like signs and wonders too much. And they are real. They are true. But you must also understand that he sends forth his word and he heals them and delivers them from their destruction. There was no prayer for the people. No laying of hands. They didn't pour borges oil. What are the other types of oil that olive you've been using? Olive, yeah, borges olive oil. Sabroso. 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 It's a brand of olive oil. Virgin. Virgin. And, and what? Zomi. Uh, very some way. Then there's Frito. One day a pastor sent somebody to go and buy oil for him. That went to buy engine oil. Pastor said, service. Said we need oil for the service. Then guy went to buy engine oil. 
fast. That one too is oil. <laughs> it's for servicing. There was nothing like that. Jesus just told them, go and show yourselves to the priest. There were ten of them. And on their way, every one of them was healed. Every one of them was cleansed. But shockingly, only one only one retained maybe because Jesus didn't lay hands on them they assumed that it was just a coincidence that but coincidences don't just happen like that it cannot be coincidence it must be connected to this man that we met and what he said to us and the instruction that he so why did only one return because he remembered he was grateful and he was thankful for what had been done for him and sometimes that is the problem with us. We don't remember what God has done for us. We are not grateful. And we get so fixated on what hasn't yet happened that we ignore what he has already done for us. My friend Fred said something during our interaction two days ago he said if God decides not to do anything more for me he has already done so so don't ignore what God has done in your life don't get so affected by what he hasn't yet done. Learn to focus on what is working. So the songwriter says, now this guy he came back to Jesus he came close to him his gratitude and thanksgiving drew him close to Jesus and that's one of the things that gratitude and thanksgiving and accomplishes in our lives. They actually draw you closer to God and they make you an attraction to God. It becomes like a magnet that draws God to you and that draws you to him. Because God doesn't like ungrateful people. And one of the benefits of gratitude and thanksgiving 
is that it draws you closer to God because as you're grateful to him and thankful to him your mind is on him you are fixated on him and invariably you find yourself getting closer to him because you are thinking about him you are focusing on him and everything that he has done in your life there are benefits associated with gratitude and thanksgiving. I want to say to all of us, there is so much that God has done for us. And as you go through the rest of the year, as you are waiting and expecting and anticipating God doing greater things in your life. Don't lose sight of what he has already done. Don't be so affected by what hasn't yet happened that you ignore totally and completely what he has already done. I have no doubt in my heart that God has some greater things in store for us. But one of the keys that will usher us into those greater things is our gratitude and thanksgiving for what he has already done and I declare to somebody today Jesus. that get ready Amen. that as you are grateful to God Jesus. and as you are thankful to him Jesus. he is about to unfold a lot more blessings in your life Amen. anything you have been waiting for that you haven't yet seen Jesus. that your hands haven't yet handled Jesus. I declare to you today by the power that is in the name Jesus. of Jesus that the God who makes all things beautiful in his time will visit you before this year will draw Amen. to Amen. He will give you a new song to Amen. sing. Amen. He will put a hymn of praise on your Amen. name. He will turn the story of your life around. Amen. He will give you something to celebrate and jubilate Amen. Until that time comes, Jesus. be grateful to him. Jesus. Be thankful to him Jesus. for all that he has already done. Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. I will continue next week. Our time is up. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we thank you this morning. Jesus. And we are grateful to you for your word. We ask that you will forgive us for ignoring your goodness and your blessings and all that you do in our lives. It is because there are things that we get so obsessed with. So much so that we are blinded to all that you have already done in our lives. And today, this morning, we ask you to forgive us for our ingratitude. For that attitude of unthankfulness that seems to follow us through this life. Today we determine and resolve that no matter our present day challenges, no matter the difficulties confronting us, we resolve to always remember your goodness unto us, your blessings upon us. And we resolve that we will always celebrate what you do for us. I thank you for everyone here today. I thank you especially for the class of 93, electrical and electronics engineering class of 93. Thank you, Father, for making it possible for the class to be here today. Thank you, Father, that you brought us from a mighty, mighty long way 
we are thankful to you for all that you've done in our lives how blessed we are and how graciously you've dealt with us and i pray father that as we depart and go back to our respective destinations father let your goodness your grace and your mercies continue to pursue us bless us and and do us good and favor us and smile on us i even thank you for those who couldn't make it on this trip let your goodness touch them as well in the mighty name of jesus and as every head is bowed and every eye closed you're here today and the truth of the matter is you don't know jesus as lord and savior you don't have a relationship with him it hasn't even occurred to you that you are alive because he's the one who's been sustaining you and keeping you but this morning i want to give you an opportunity to receive jesus as your lord and savior I want to ask you today, have you ever prayed earnestly inviting him into your heart and to take over your life? If you haven't, today is your day of salvation. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. Wherever you are, I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. You may be watching me in this live stream. I can see you, but God can see you. And he's able to touch you right where you are. God bless you. And if your hand is lifted, I want you to say this prayer with me. And let us all join in as a way of encouraging them. Say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. Oh God, please forgive me for all my sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus from today I receive you Jesus as my Lord and my Savior for the rest of my life I will serve you I will acknowledge you and I will follow you please write my name in the book of life release your spirit into my heart so that he will help me to serve you and to live for you. Thank you, Father, for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name have I prayed. And let everybody say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.